Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. And Kevin. And on today's episode, we are talking about looking at the year that was 2022 and setting goals for the new year, 2023. Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead. Come along with us on our journey from a small suburban homestead lifestyle to our new lifestyle homesteading in the rural countryside of Southern Arizona. We'll share with you our tips, tricks, successes, and failures from both our past suburban lifestyle to our new rural lifestyle, all on the Two Acre Homestead. Welcome back. It's been a hot minute, hasn't it? So I think somewhere in mid-December, we did a mic drop, and that is because we really wanted to spend the rest of December, the rest of what's remaining in 2022. What year is it? 2022. Um, We wanted to spend the rest of 2022 with friends and family. But that is not what happened, is it? No, because we had to get the, air quotes, big flu. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still getting over it. Yep. Um, We're still, I mean, our whole family is still congested. So (sighs) stay healthy, y'all. Stay healthy. (laughs) (laughs) But the kids are fine. Amazingly, they bounced back. Well, the youngest one didn't. Me and the youngest one were still still, um, heavily congested. But um, everybody else, the rest of you guys have bounced back pretty quickly. We're plugging along. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I am super thankful that you guys are plugging along. So... (laughs) So that is what we have been up to. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to look at the year that was 2022. And we're going to look forward to 2023 because we've got some goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always good to set those. Yeah. So what did you learn, Kevin? What did you learn this year? This past year. Yeah, it's been interesting thinking about that. Um, I think I have to be honest. One thing is um, being modest. So I think this might be part of our character, you and I. When we moved on this property, it was a bigger property, you know, several times bigger than we're used to. Mm -hmm. And I think we tried to tackle too many things at once. Um, not just at the same time, but, you know, big things. And so I think I learned modesty. So, you know, when you think about modesty, even the Bible talks about modesty, I guess a good definition is knowing your limitations and then working within them. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when I think about this uh, last year moving here, um, you know, things like just managing the property, things like, cutting down brush and you know we do have lawn Mm -hmm. but there's also a field here so i know i'm not used to that 
Um, so can't use a push mower. Right. You need a riding mower. And then you can't use your little, you know, battery operated weed trimmer. Just, it takes way too long. Yeah, it does. So things like that, um, you know, and then again, just doing multiple things. Um, for instance, this property was not a property that people had done things like garden and raise animals. There was zero right? infrastructure. So when you think just about the garden, maybe just to keep it simple, just the garden, right? You know, we know we've lived this before in a smaller sense. Um, when you're mm-hmm. dealing with dirt that's dead, it has no life in it, right? Mm-hmm. It takes some time to... Um, you know, whether you're going to till it or whether you're going to try to do raised beds and so on, it's going to take some time. Um, we decided to go the ro- route of, you know, cultivating a bit with a, get a tiller slash cultivator um, because it was a larger area. What was it? A, I think the mm-hmm. perimeter, the whole size was 3,200 square feet. That's including, you know, walkways, but still that, that's a lot of work. So I think um, probably scaling back a little bit would have been, Maybe the wiser route. Maybe going a little slower. Going a little slower. We went gangbusters when we first moved here. Yeah. And just for the audience, those of you who maybe you're new here, this is maybe your first time catching our podcast. We've been homesteading since 2012, but um, we have gone the gamut of homesteading in downtown Phoenix and then Every time we've made a move, it's to a bigger property, bigger, bigger, bigger. And so this is the first time that we're coming from the from suburbia onto acreage. And so this is why this has been quite the learning curve for us because we have been homesteading for a very long time. But this is a different playing field pun intended, (laughs) when you have acreage versus even a very large suburban plot, which is what we had. I think ours was was an eighth of an acre. It was 8,000 square feet, whatever that amounts to. Yeah. So, yeah, it it was, you know, it's a a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I look at that as a positive, right? You know, Mm -hmm. it's good to look back, reflect and try to learn and pivot. Right. But I think another thing that I learned, um, personally was as far as taking care of animals, animal husbandry, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been used to basically just chickens, a small flock of chickens, um, and rabbits and rabbits and, Things like, for instance, buying hay, we would buy a bale every once in a while, <laughs> you know. And so now, you know, we, uh, the the experience of getting goats has been a good experience, I think, mm-hmm. for me. Um, because setting up the infrastructure for that, first of all, because, you know, we had more space. It was a learning experience because um, I've always said, you know, I've we've learned infrastructure first, right? Especially is, if you are new to homesteading and you are ha- and you're going to have animals, even gardens, mm-hmm. infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure is so important. Right, you have to do that first. Right, and you know, having the the smaller goats like we have, um, the smaller breed you don't have to worry as much about them doing things like, you know, destructing um, 
knocking down your fence, but it's still got to be pretty sturdy. So mm-hmm. I did some research and basically just, you know, did what I thought was smart. It's worked out really well, but, um, you know, I think that's been a good experience because having larger animals, they eat more hay. So mm-hmm. getting prepared for the winter, um, took some planning and that was a good experience because it's the practicality of having enough on hand where you're not getting it mm-hmm. very often, but also practically speaking, um, you know, prices of the bales of hay kept going up. I mean, I just talked to a friend that said, Hey, uh, do you mind if I ask? Cause you know, he grew up mm-hmm. with hay and so on on a farm. He goes, do you mind if I ask how much bales of hay are? And I told him and he's like, yeah, and my date was $4 and I kind of laughed and, <laughs> but you know, and then the bales are getting smaller, but anyway, it's, that's been a good learning experience, setting it up for what works for us, mm-hmm. keeping it, you know, dry as possible and something that's going to last us months. So we don't have to worry about it for a little while. Right. And making sure we don't have any hay waste. Yep. Mm-hmm. So how about you? What did you uh, learn when you think about this last year? Well, on the one side, I'm like I'm identical to you um, when it comes to modesty, um, just really knowing my limits. Because going, for those of you that don't know, I mean, I'm the gardener; he's the animal husbandry guy. So, um, for me, on the gardening side of the homestead, yes, our garden was 3,200 square feet. I mean, that's the size of people's homes, and. Um, and rather large homes. <laughs> and um, I, what I learned is that I was, well, let me, let me go, let me dial it back just a little bit because there's a reason why I really went gangbusters um, last year with the garden and I overdid it. And the reason why it harkens back to us moving to this property because up to that point, we were producing a lot of our own food. Even though we were in a suburban setting, we were producing a lot of food. I mean, and we were also in a different growing zone where I could garden practically all year round. And so we were always eating fresh things. So having to put up food, even though I did a lot of food preservation, we didn't live off of of um, everything that was put up all the time. And that was because I could grow all year round. And then moving here to this property, it took us a long time to find this property. And we knew we were moving. And so I didn't, that year, the year before last, I didn't put a lot of effort into gardening because we knew that we were going to be moving to this property. We just needed to find it. (laughs) And so we depleted a lot of our stores, um, a lot of the food that we had stored up. So when we moved to this property last year, we didn't have a lot stored up. So I had to rely on the grocery store. And that triggered a panic in me where I was like, I need to, to just like, just garden, 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 garden. And I really pushed myself and I pushed myself so hard. I feel like I pushed myself over the edge and I wound up 
uh, almost feeling like I wanted to give up. And, um, and that's because of trying to balance making up for, you know, uh, food that was not stored up previously, plus trying to store food for winter for this winter, and also balancing all of that with motherhood. And, you know, it was really funny because the previous years, you know, the, the boys were, they were really, really little. I mean, they were infants. And for some reason, I guess I could garden a lot better when they were infants um, and do a lot more per- food preserving when they were infants as opposed to toddlers and, you know, one of our sons is getting out of the toddler phase and into the little kid phase. And, um, you know, you have to, you have to be more aware of their, what they're doing, their activities, they don't sleep as long, you know, when they're infants, you know, they can, you know, take those two hour naps, and you're, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. But, you know, when they're toddlers, and when they're little children, they don't do that as much. And so really trying to balance motherhood with trying to get everything set up like that. Um, I think I finally found my footing um, because the kids are a little bit more independent um, and it's getting a lot easier now with the kids. So, um, but yeah, this past year, I really, I I did not, I was not modest this past year. So I am going to be working on that. And then for me, going forward, um, looking forward to this year, um, this year, I want to be laser focused on creating, um, creating a really good pantry um, by means of canning. So this past year in 2022, I did an experiment and I didn't talk about it at all, either on YouTube or here on the podcast. If you paid attention to my Instagram, to the Two Acre Homestead Instagram, you would have seen a lot of it, but you probably didn't put two and two together. Um, For the months of June to the end of September, I was canning once a week every week for those months and worked out perfectly because my pantry is, our pantry is stuffed full of home canned foods, which is where I wanted to be. Um, But this year, my goal is to take those same months. um, So that same stretch of time from June to the end of September and can twice a week, if not three times a week. Um, And I want to do large batch canning. So I want to be really laser focused on that. And then even though I pushed myself over the edge this past year on gardening, I am going to be also very focused on gardening. I'm going to be focusing on the varieties of things that I'm planting um, and planting specifically the things that I know that we will be able to either store in baskets 
for um, our pantry for the winter months or be able to put said food in um, canning jars because these are things that we can eat either fresh or um, during the summer months or things that I'm going to be putting in my cans. But I am laser focused on that right now. So Kevin, you, what, what are your goals for 2023? When it comes to animals, we've talked about this for right now. We're going to put a pause on raising rabbits for meat. Mm-hmm. Um, probably we'll come back to that in another year. Uh, the reason is we really want to focus on raising larger animals for meat purposes for our family. So um, we're still in the planning phases for that, but we've talked about several animals. This is what we're thinking. Pigs, mm-hmm. you know, because bacon, right? That's usually <laughs> the first. Bacon is involved. Bacon, yeah. Or as one of our younger sons says, bay pan. Um. <laughs> Pork chops are good too. I like pork chops, but you know, bacon. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's good. Ham, yes. Um, always good. It's good with eggs, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, I saw a YouTuber that uh, showed how to do the prosciutto, and it just seems like that was a process to. I'm looking forward to, to do it. that, but yeah. that will be in, mm-hmm. that would be interesting to try that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so pigs. Um, let's see. So then also. You know, obviously we have goats for milk, but we've talked about raising goats for meat, possibly. I think we're still kind of talking the different aspects of that out because mm-hmm. um, I know some, there are some cases where we've had goat meat and it's um, not been as palatable, but then it, it was interesting. Um, uh, a guy locally here, we yeah. got to see his farm and I think he was on nine acres, right? And he had goat chorizo so he had a you know local place that does the processing and so on and um yeah i think you were especially surprised Mm -hmm. by that and you know honestly when i tasted it it had a good spice to it it was it was a bit spicy Mm -hmm. and i didn't taste goaty to me i don't know if that's i don't know so so we're thinking about it we're thinking about that and sheep um, sheep as well, you know, sheep would be really cool, especially if, um, you know, you did have pasture grass out there because and we do, right. Mm-hmm. Um, because then that's less maintenance, you know, mm. cause I know here, especially during the monsoon season, man, we got socked this year and that, I mean, I had to be out there twice a week cutting that stuff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it would just get really unruly, but um, so that, that's a very distinct possibility, but you know, at least for, for, for meat purposes. The, the so, yeah. so what, so basically we're talking pigs, you know, out of these things, we're talking about pigs, um, goats, sheep. So those are possibilities mm-hmm. and, um, just having the infrastructure set up for that too ahead of time. But, uh, yeah, those are some things we're thinking of that would definitely help because more bellies to satisfy right the bellies of the little boys are getting bigger too and yeah and it's more bang for your buck sort of speak too because when you have the larger mm-hmm. animals because it fills up the freezers a lot faster mm-hmm. um so and that's that's just kind of where we're at in our homesteading journey mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, you know, part of that too is, um, you know, going along with the research so that you can't just jump into that, you know, chickens are a little bit easier, right? Mm-hmm. Rabbits are, are pretty easy to maintain too. Mm-hmm. But when you get into things like that, then, you know, you've got to weigh the things like, okay, so a pig, for example, if it gets to 250 pounds live weight or more, is that something that you're going to process yourself? Or so we've mm-hmm. looked into things like, okay, so um, there's mobile processing, there are, we um, do it ourselves. you know, other mm-hmm. facilities that, you know, maybe you haul the animal yourself, and then they take care of all that for you. So there's, you know, a little bit more planning involved, things mm-hmm. like that. But that's what we're thinking about on the horizon. And then, like I said, the following year, probably, uh, we'll get back into processing, uh, raising, you know, rabbits for meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good. I think we have our goals set out um, for us this year. So that is what we're looking at for 2023 as far as a two-acre homestead. Um, and we are also looking forward to our goals here for the podcast and for you as our listeners. We've got some interesting interviews coming up here soon. Um, we're getting everybody lined up on their interviews. So that's exciting. Um, and yeah, stay tuned because we're going to be this season, season four, we are really going to be diving into the nuts and bolts of how to. So this season is all about answering the question, how to and insert your question here. And so we're going to be taking some deep dives into things like how to take care of chickens. Um, Not just the, you know, throw the feet out and walk away and collect your eggs when you want to, but, you know, some of those more deeper subjects, you know, what do you do when you have an injured animal? How do you take care of them? Um, We're going to also be talking about deep dives into gardening, Um, We're going to be taking a lot of deep dives into gardening and we're going to be taking you guys with because we're going to be talking about things like seed saving. How do you seed save? How to seed save? How to plant according to your garden zone? Um, How to um, plant a pasture, uh, a a pasture, you know, we're we're talking about getting sheep and we need to, how do you plant a pasture? So that way your animals can eat out there on pasture. So we're going to be taking some um, deep dives into things like that. Oh, and and there's another one I forgot that we're going to be doing. And that is how to find property, a homestead property. And so we're going to be having a realtor who has agreed to do that segment with us. So that's super exciting as well. So a lot of how to, that is the theme for the season, how to. So that's it for all of us here on our homestead. Sounds good. And I just wanted to interject this too. It's, you know, interesting. It's been really interesting um, working on this podcast this last year now we're entering our second year, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And we want to thank you for supporting 
um, the podcast by listening, uh, by subscribing, depending on which avenue you use, certain uh, mediums allow you to just, you know, you get a notification and it comes up. Um, we thank you for that. We've gotten listeners from all over the world, literally. literally. It's been interesting to, to mm-hmm. see. Um, seems like a lot of you listen on um, mobile devices. Mm-hmm. There's a few, I think, smart speakers and some other things. It's kind of interesting to see those stats, but we thank you for that. Um, be sure to visit our website, thetwoacrehomestead.com. And then you can also follow us. The links are there for YouTube mm-hmm. and Instagram. Yes. And be sure to check us out over on YouTube. We are going to be doing a lot more videos on YouTube as well. But this is our mainstay. So we will always have the podcast because we love talking into the microphone and connecting with you, our listeners. So from all of us here to all of you out there, be safe out there and happy homesteading.